0: Of Glory, Season 10, Episode 2. I'm Jack. I'm Sam. And I'm Kevin. And we've got so much stuff to talk about today because uh, since we did the last podcast, which was about 10 days or so ago, there's been transfers, there's been free games. So we've got lots and lots to, to go through today. The best place to start has to be the incredible news that we've re signed Gareth Bale from Real Madrid. Granted, it's only on a season long loan, but the fact that Gareth Bale is now a Spurs player again is just pretty remarkable and it's impossible to not be getting carried away with what we might actually end up achieving this season. So Sam, what did you think of the news? Firstly, when we were being rumoured, because we do get rumoured with him quite a lot, and then to the point now where he's actually a Spurs player again.
1: Well, the rumours I expect is they are expected every transfer window he's wanted to leave, but I couldn't quite believe it, not until I saw the videos of him landing at Luton Airport. It's just an amazing feeling. Someone that, that in my time watching Spurs is the best player I've ever seen wear a Spurs shirt. To, to come back, to want to come back after achieving so much means so much to us as fans. It's
2: brilliant. Yeah, no, um, it, it, it's a fantastic signing. Um, even if it is just for the year, um, we'll see how it goes. Um, I think um, what it does, it gives the whole club a lift. Um, because we're we actually signing um, uh, like a superstar, so to speak. We're signing a world class player. It's not just picking up people from the from the Dutch or the French leagues. It's someone we all know, and I think it just raises the team to another level. You know, we've got Harry Kane. Now we've got you know Son's not far behind, and now we've got Bale as well. And I think it just raises our game, and it gives everyone a kick up the backside that I think we needed.
0: How does this sign-in compare to when Jürgen Klinsmann came back? Because when, when the news was breaking, I was with you at the time, and, and, I, and I
2: said that, this must be like Klinsmann. What, so how, how do the two compare? I think, I think this is bigger. Oh, it's got um, to be. I think this is bigger, but I also think it's a similar... I mean, Klinsmann come back to get fit for the World Cup in 98, I do believe, off the top of my head. Um, and I think he wasn't quite the player that he was before, but he was pretty good. Still, you know, he still had, you know, and he got four goals in, in one of the games mm. that he played in. So I, do, I, I think it, I think this is bigger, personally. I do think this is bigger. And I think I think it's because what, what Bale brought to the club before, and hopefully he can bring exactly the same again.
0: Yeah. I think as well with 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 Bale is that we are signing a a, a brilliant player. There are there are a few reservations, mainly because he hasn't really kicked the ball for eighteen months, and it's like can he you know get back to even being a glimpse of the player that we all know that he is but for me it's, it's a romantic signing us having got him it's like it's not just the fact that we're getting a brilliant player it's that spurs are getting bail and it's like that that romance of the transfer wouldn't have happened if he'd have gone to united or city or psg no. it's like for us as the fans it's it's almost like the second coming yeah it's just it, it, it has given us so much hope now that we can kick on and get back to where we think we need to be and you know you look at that front three on paper best in the world Kane I mean that's the statement Kane's son and Bale is I mean is is as good a front three if they're fully fit and firing as what you would see pretty much anywhere
1: isn't it definitely definitely I would back that front three yes Bale hasn't played in however long whatever but people forget ever since Zidane was at Madrid Bale never really played but turned up when it mattered and turned up and in my opinion, single-handedly won them that Champions League against Liverpool. So it will take a bit of time, but I I agree. I think on paper, I wouldn't switch that front three for
0: another front three in world football. I think what's so brilliant about having those three guys up the top of the pitch as well is, is that they all have the individual capabilities to score from nothing. Yeah, we've yeah, seen Sun go on mazy runs and beat four or five players and, 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 and score. We've seen Kane just pick the ball up from forty yards to put it in the top corner. Yeah. We know what Bale can do in any area. If the if Bale, Bale has the ball at his feet in any area of the pitch, a goal can happen. Definitely. And to have three of those guys now that can turn a game and it's from watching us over the last eighteen months or so, we've we've just it feels like that's the kind of thing we've lacked in games yeah. where we're huffing and puffing and running out of ideas a little bit. Can Bale now be the one that, the same way he did that season under AVB, where he would just pick the ball up and from out of nowhere, bang, it's in the top corner and it just it changes game. So for me to have three of those players now is fantastic. I think we're going to see different tactics and formations. I think we're going to see a, a very, very different Harry Kane. And I think we're going to see the Harry Kane that we see for England where he drops deep and he links play, and then you've got two wide men running in behind, mm-hmm. That I, I feel like that's the way that it's going to end up running. I think, I think we saw that a bit today. We'll come on to that in a little while, but we saw that against Southampton. It's exactly what happened today. So it's a really, really exciting time for us. And we've also brought in the, the left-back as well from Real Madrid, which is another area where I think we've all voiced that we've got concerns. And Ben Davis, in my book, is a pretty solid left-back. Sessegnon is really really untested at the top level and we're not we're still not quite sure what we're getting there you've got Tanganga who can play there but he's not a he's not a left back so for us to actually go and strengthen in that area as well um is fantastic I think that we'll in my opinion we're at the point now in with the rest of the transfer window that we won't do anything until we sell now I think that if we were to ship out three or four and I'm talking the likes of Rose, Foyf um, potentially Lamella, those kind of guys. If they go, we might maybe see one more come in, but I don't I
2: don't necessarily think that we will do too much else now. I think um, I think Rose, are, you know, they, they want to get Rose out of the club, so at some point they will. Forest's been linked with Fulham, Fulham yeah. possibly Leeds. Session could go to Fulham, back on loan maybe for a year, possibly. He just needs to play, doesn't I he, I think they uh, need to get rid of, you know... I think the squad will need thinning a little bit, I think, to balance the books. I think at the moment, the way the game's coming, think and fast, it ain't so bad we've got what we've got at the moment, even if we thin it in a week or ten days, because we'll be through this hard spell of games. Mm. So I think that'll help. Sam, do you think we're short in any areas? Do you think that there's still Central problems? W-
1: Central midfield still worries me massively, and I think you share that same yeah. opinion. I think Hoiberg was a good is a good signing, and... From the games I have seen, he's been doing what I think is expected of him as a team in in the team. I don't mean any disrespect for the rest of the central midfielders I've got. i have got. I've a lot of love for winks. I think Ndombele shows a lot of talent. Suzuko is always steady um but we're missing something in there, like you said that obviously we'll come on to it, but not just the game today, but going back into last season and you look at the other top teams in the league, that area of the pitch we are massively inferior to them. But apart from
0: that, I think our squad's in, in a in a really healthy position. I agree with you, central midfield. I look at the midfielders we've got Winks, lacelso Celso, Undembele, Sissoko, Heybjerg and I I I don't think really any of those players can really press. Maybe Sissoko can. And I think the way football goes now is that you've got to have legs and energy in midfield. So like and if you haven't got that, you're going to struggle. And I think that Winx and Lo Celso are excellent players with the ball at their feet, and they can link play. Winks is probably a little bit more of a safer player, but that's not always a bad thing. I like LaCelso because he tries to break the lines and he runs with the ball. Undembele for me is a guy that's got all the ability in the world, but if you can only play for 45 minutes, you're no good. And there needs and whatever's going on there does need to be addressed. And I know there was a bit in the. I think it was the final episode of the Amazon documentary where Undembele has a chat with Levy, um, and the player liaison officer to try to unpick like what's actually going wrong. There's definitely a player in there, but the, I guess for me the problem is how long do you wait? And I look at Eric Lamella, There's a player there, but we've been waiting
2: seven, six, seven years. Yeah. I think um, I think with Undembele today, he was taken off probably because he'd been booked in the first half, and yeah. that and kind of um, that was that was said after the game. I don't think Lamella will be going anywhere. I think um, I think Mourinho likes him too much, and I think Mourinho is going to use him as as a sub all year. Mm. I don't think you'll see him start many games. You might, maybe, you know, Tuesday night he might start, but um, I think he Mourinho likes him because he provides a bit of energy in the midfield and the latter stages of the game. I don't think he'll be going anywhere. Well, let's talk about some of the games. So
0: the first one really for us to cover is the opening day of the Premier League season, which was Spurs nil Everton one. Um, which was really really bad Um, I'm going to try and not be too negative with it but there were so many just alarming signs in that performance just with the the lack of intensity with and without the ball which again going back to what what we have been shown on the Amazon documentary that is clearly a thing where all of the team talks that you see Jarvis doing it's just there's very little tactics with what he says, in terms of like in the moment at half time and before the game. A lot of it is like, go out, compete, be aggressive, win your battles, which is the same at any level of football, but if you're not doing that and that was what that Everton game was for me. It was just a it was a, a group of players that were quite happy when they got the ball to play it to the next man and basically pass the responsibility on to the next player and say, you do something and we just we were completely empty in terms of any kind of creative ideas in that game so it was really really disappointing in the Everton game I thought Everton played quite well they did what I needed to do they got in front they sat in their midfield was compact it was a classic Premier League away performance from Everton they deserved to win the game no doubt about that um just frustrating when we those type of games as a fan are the ones from my point of view anywhere where I get the most annoyed if I'm if we get played off the park by a team and their football's fantastic they are I'm fine with that, yeah. but it's the games where you, you just feel like we're not competing. I get frustrated when it's stuff when it's we're losing for reasons
1: that is not to do with football ability. When it's yeah. to do with effort and desire and motivation, I know these words get chucked around quite a lot, but they're expected of every single player when they go out and and games like Everton really do worry me because I think every Spurs fan knows the capabilities of this squad that we have and that. I know we've been on the brink of something for what seems a little while now, but these players are very capable. I think the, the best thing that Mourinho is doing is making everyone accountable for mistakes. And I think they've been able to hide and get away with passing the torch and, and yeah. putting the blame on someone else. But but games like that, it, it's it's something that you can get frustrated about, but it's it comes down to the fact if you want to win trophies and finish as high in the league and let's be honest we all want to be challenging for the league we don't want to be just getting top four you have to win them games and you have to win them games convincingly so hopefully it's just a little blip to start the season very different from the performance today but
0: it's not it's not good to see such basic errors from the players definitely and before we talk about Southampton we had the Europa League as well um, After the Everton game Which we got through in the end 2-1 on We don't We can't really talk too much about Tactics and the game Because Well we, yeah. we didn't We didn't try to watch it We had it on commentary
2: But then even the commentators On I think it was BBC <laughs> Radio London Had yeah. lost pictures It was extraordinary All of it It was the Thursday Cup At its best really <laughs> Weren't it You know Going out to some Eastern European place That we You know Team Playing a team We've never heard of before Um I think we're fortunate enough that I think if the ground had been full, we might have been in trouble on yeah. Thursday. Um, yeah, as you say, you know, there some two Bob um, broadcasting companies trying to cover the game and the signal breaks down. And, you know, I mean, it's, it was just unbelievable. Yeah, we were listening to it on the Spurs website um, and they were obviously commentating, watching pictures from, from a room in London somewhere. And uh, they were just talking in the end because no one knew what was going on. And then I was saying, oh, Spurs are level, Spurs are this. But all of them games, see, with these one-off games, they're all, they're, especially the qualifying ones, they've worried me a little bit. Because even teams that we should, you know, if we're playing them at the lane, we've beaten 5-0. You know, it, when you go away, it's, it's a lot different. On a one-off game, I mean, they hit the post at 1-0. You know, 2-0 down with 10 minutes to go, it would have, have been yeah, you yeah. You know, th- th- there wouldn't have been no coming back from that. So hopefully progressing through again this week and then... At least then we get to the qualifying round. Um, we've got a home draw, which is is a is a massive advantage. A massive advantage. Yeah, but I mean,
0: they they can be banana skins those games, but these teams are so bad. Oh, we should be beating. Like, them. Yeah. it's not as if you know you've got a tricky FA Cup tie yeah. against a championship team. These sides are absolutely horrendous, and somebody that plays Saturday league football is closer to these teams than what these teams are to Tottenham in terms of ability. Like That's the golfing class we're talking. So, again, it did worry me a little bit just in terms of just general attitude and how we're approaching those games and that after an hour it's nil-nil and we've only sort of really had four or five shots and it's just a little bit... I think it's easy in football when you're playing against teams that are complete garbage to drop to their level. And it'd be a slow game and there'd not be too much actually going on. But we got through. That I was think, the main thing.
2: I think that's the problem with the Thursday Cup, in it, with the Europa League? That is the problem with it. Is At this stage? Uh, yeah, but I think generally, Jack, sometimes going into the group stages, you play teams. And sometimes you only need to play well for 20 minutes over the two mm. legs. And you score your three or four goals in that time. We've seen it before. And I think we've all, we've all been spot with the Champions League that we've all forgotten what the Europa League is about. And it, and it is worth, you playing at a high level, with it. still some easy games in the Champions League, let's be honest, the group stages, mm. we've seen some, you know, some poor teams in that. Um, but, but you know, when you go, it, it's very difficult Um, to come out of the Thursday Cup and then play Sunday, you know, if you're playing somewhere like that on the Thursday and then you're at Old Trafford, say, on the Sunday, it's, it's, it, it's a completely different mindset. Completely different, completely, different. Comple- completely
0: different, but... So we got we got the win. Yep. wasn't wasn't pretty it's from what we heard. Anyway, we we you know through to the next round, um. So it was good for us to bounce back at least in terms of getting a win after Everton, um. And then we've had a game today. We we played Southampton, um. And we've scored lots of goals. and We've beat them five two. It was I think it's important for us to win today, um. Just because you don't want all of a sudden be on a bit of a run at the start of a season. It's like it's just important to get that first win, and then it's not a talking point. Um, but a cracking, cracking game of football by the sounds of it, and, and good to score as many goals as we did today.
1: Definitely, it was a it was a good performance second half by the team. I think anyone that watched it today, first half, first ten minutes, I thought we looked quite lively, but it, it they Southampton did dominate most of the first half. But the the difference that, that I'm seeing, especially through Sun and through the team going forward, is. We, we seem to be a lot more clinical when we do get chances, and every single opportunity Sonny got today to put the ball away even came when the goals were disallowed. We did that, and that's really important, and with players of the calibre of Bale to be added to an attack, it's only going to make us even more dangerous. Um, so I was pleased. There's still, there's still things to work on, still things to improve, but... But with, with an attack like the one we have and the one we're going to have, uh, it holds us in good stead in every game.
0: Yeah, and my criticism of Sun has always been that I've never felt he's been clinical. Yeah, I agree. But looking it. at those finishes today, that, for me, that's the level that Sun can get to. Yeah. And that's always what I've said about him, is that it's not that he's not a good player, he's a fantastic player. But if we can just improve the numbers, then all of a sudden you're talking about him in the same ilk as Amane. And that's always that's for me. They've always been the comparisons in terms of abilities. Not really a great deal in it, but Mane gets gets the numbers. And I think if Son can start to do that, then all of a sudden you're you know you're talking about one of the best players in that in his position around.
2: I, I, I think to basically beat the goalkeeper with four one on ones near enough today. Yes, yeah, brilliant. And I thought the first goal to You you could question the keeper, maybe the Southampton keeper on the first goal, but. It was right in the corner again, crossed the keeper in the corner, absolutely textbook stuff. And all the other ones he scored, and again, what he did well was, it was just the one touch in the penalty box. Yeah. The one touch in the shot, not letting the keeper get near to you, and sometimes oh, it went through the keeper, he should have had that. But you take them shots first time, keepers can't get set, they can't get down. Once you get near to them, then you're, you're giving them an advantage. Brilliant finishing today. I mean, Kane was sensational today. Yeah, Dropping into that role that you said, yeah. and, you know. And if you've got, you know, Sonny a player on the left, if you've got Bell playing on the right, because Bell play on the right where he mm. can cut in and shoot with his left foot, like Sonny does with his right. Um, I mean, it's looking good Looking good for me. And take a bit of pressure off of Kane, which won't be yeah. a bad thing, because, you know... Now, when we play teams, defenders are just watching Kane, Right, he's the one, we've got Mark, but if they've got Bale now coming down one yeah. side. They're, you know, I think Kane could end up with a lot of goals this season. A lot of goals. Yeah, I just think that it's, you, you
0: get that extra player and it does free up yeah. a lot more and it's like, we always, Sam and I, always debate about Wilfred Zaha at Crystal Palace because I know you're not a massive fan. No. And I think, I think he's, he's a quality player. Yeah. But the thing is, when you play against Crystal Palace, the tactics are get two or three men rounds out of that that's literally and you do yeah. that you'll beat palace yeah like, you see you see the other day you scored a couple of goals in the against you know I scored was one and when you don't shut that player out of the game he can influence it and i think that it's similar when you when you play against spurs it's that you know, in my opinion, if I was a manager setting up against Tottenham, you'd have five at the back, you'd have three centre offs around Kane. And one marking Kane all the time. And, but, as soon but, as he comes deep, one goes with him. But all, but all of a sudden, if you have got two other attackers up there, you can't quite do that. And yeah. that's always been my case in point with Zaha at Palace. I was like, if they had another player, not even of that ilk, but just another good player, it would free him up a little bit. So hopefully, Sun can continue his run of goals. Hopefully, Bale can hit the ground running. You're looking at the midfielders as well. Can they add something? And it's like all of a sudden, it does feel like we've got more options, which is obviously, obviously,
2: really good. Yeah, options is the thing, Jack. And um, you look at the bench today; look quite strong. And you've got more players to. Add. You know, Ali was left completely out today. Um, I think he's just been given a kick up the backside. Personally, um, I personally can't see him going out on loan. No, I, no, no, I think no, Mourinho, garbage. I think Mourinho. I think Mourinho's just. Um, we saw again in the documentary that you don't like the way he trains it's plainly obvious um and he he's at the crossroads of his career i think and he now has nowhere near the england team and at the moment he's known in his Spurs team yeah and he's a quality quality player we've seen it but he's got to re i don't know he's got to re-look at his career and he's got to reinvent himself the thing
0: is with delhi it's like i don't think that delhi is an is an absolutely quality player. I think he gets goals and assists and his he's numbers and if you think back to when he first came on the scene with us he's not the type of guy that's going to dictate playing control games he's the type of guy that will make horrible runs if you're defended against him and get tap-ins and score in the penalty yeah. area it's similar to the type of goals Delhi scores for me the comparison's Frank Lampard yeah. in the box he makes late runs he makes awkward runs his finishes are maybe not the cleanest in the world but he just gets goals and assists And for me, he's never been a guy that, like I said, he's going to control football matches, but he will get you 15 goals, 10 assists. And it's like, that's so important. The problem that he's had recently is those numbers have dried up. He had to bounce when Jose came in and went on a run. And he still last season scored some absolutely brilliant goals. But I think for me, it's just about him getting back to that point where he's just got to be getting numbers. Because when he's scoring goals and, and assisting goals, you can't leave him out of the team. Purely because you know he's going to have an impact on a goal in this game. He's not going to do the other stuff, but that's fine. So the worrying thing for me is just that that's what he's got to get back to and making those runs beyond the centre forward, which no centre back wants to have to deal with. So I think when he does get game time, that he's just got to be thinking about that. I think it'd be madness for us to loan him out somewhere. I think if, you, if, you, if you're looking at that mindset of we're not sure if he's hit, get rid of him. Not that I want us to do that, but the the loan thing to PSG just makes no sense whatsoever. I don't think it's completely bonkers to even think about a player of Ali's
1: quality to be yeah. loaning him out anywhere. I think yes, he's he, he, he's had an inconsistent few few years at the club, but I think any Spurs fan that has watched him enough knows about his quality. Like you said, Jack, about the numbers he gets yeah. and. Unlike and I don't mean to be negative unlike a lot of players in the Spurs squad he is a winner he is, an, he is an out and out winner and these type of characters you need in the team and you need if, in order to win trophies and I think it's important that he, he gets back and gets a good relationship with Mourinho because I, I would be absolutely devastated if he didn't yeah. carry on playing for Spurs I agree with that I agree with that We've
0: got three games this week as well.
2: in the next, I mean, seven days. This, this, this is I, mean I mean, how how can how can you be scheduled to play Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday? I mean, how, how does that work? That's six games in, in thirteen days. It's a lot, isn't it? I mean, it's just absolutely. I mean, the one advantage is Jack. I would say is that it's the start of the season, so we've got a fully fit squad. It's not in the depths of December where you yeah. might have four or five players injured. And in a way it will get everyone up to speed.
0: Yeah, but that's it. I think so, if you look at it from the opposite point of view and say we've got a big squad, we're playing Leighton Orient on Tuesday, then we've we' we are in the Europa League on Thursday. Just like they're two games really that you know our a, a team made up of a lot of our youth team players would you know, should be doing well I in think, those matches. So when you've got your fringe players yeah. and your guys like Lucas Mora or Winks that maybe are not starting with Great opportunity for them to I've, go and get some proper minutes and, and get their fitness up and get going. I think
2: Orient's a good draw. I think it's uh, it's because it's the um, I think because they're uh, you know they're a second division team at the end of the day. It's in London. There's not a lot of travelling, so I think we can sit probably Kane and one or two on the bench. You know because we you know we had the Colchester debacle last year when we didn't take players. and I think you should always have one or you, two sitting you, there.
0: You, you say that, but that Colchester game, we were nearly. At, Kane didn't play. We didn't have. Uh, we didn't have that many players. Uh, we didn't play. have a no. team out of the under 23s we had a lot of our senior players played in that game. I think.
2: I think looking at the team today, I think you know Bergwijn and Moore are going to start up front. Kane and Son be on the bench. It, it, you know, uh, Suzoko can play. You know, Engdombele could start yeah, exactly. again. Uh, exactly. Lamele can play. You know, there's there's enough quality there to to beat Orient.
0: Hundred percent.
2: Hundred percent. But
0: again, for me, it's just about. Regardless of what players play, are we approaching that game with the right mindset? Uh, uh, yes. Not in terms of we're yeah. playing late and oriented here. This will be easy. We'll just it's intensity. No, these are the games. No
2: game, game's easy, is it? You know, you're only an early goal, and then you go half hour, forty minutes about scoring, and, and, and you know the pressure sets in. For me, it's just you, you have know? to approach these
0: games with the mindset of we're going to kill in the first twenty minutes and we're going to score two free goals, and the game's over then, and then we can slow it down and, and not have a high-pressure game. The and tr- make subs after game. an hour. But the, the important thing is to start against Orient on Tuesday and Europa League on Thursday as if we're playing arsenal chelsea yeah, Man United. Right, 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 right. And I think that that can sometimes, for the bigger sides, be what's difficult. I think
2: I think this week is manageable, the way you know... I think next week we win both in games, which we should. You know, when we're playing I think, Chelsea on Tuesday, the following week in the cup, and then if they, which I'll expect them to get through, and then we're playing like Europa League qualifying, which is a massive game again. Um, them two games is a little bit more, and again, it's that is going to be difficult to juggle it. Mm. We all want to beat Chelsea, of course we do, but probably arguably the Europa R- League games more important. I think that so, in Jose's so, mind, the Europa League is
0: will be the most important competition. Yeah. Because he'll be looking at it as not only a you Getting know a trip, but a route back into the Champions League, and really, it, you know, it was a long, long way from us, you know, winning it. But I think if you think about that, if we won the Europa League, he'd be able to say, "I've got Tottenham in the Champions League, and I've won a trophy." So logically, that makes sense to me that that would be out of the Europa, the League Cup, and the FA Cup that the Europa in his mum would be the
2: the second trophy priority. he'd want to win. Yeah, realistically, yeah.
1: I get frustrated with that with that mentality of weighing up cup competitions, what one's more important what and what one's not. Every single competition that we go into, regardless of the personnel, should be played to win. I mean, you look at Liverpool last year. At one point, they were on for doing the quadruple. They don't have more players in their squad than we do, but they approach every game with the same intensity, no matter who's playing. And it... It's something that that is down to the players and and how much they want to be winners. If they want to win these games, regardless of if we're drawing Chelsea in the third round of of a cup, whatever, we need to be approaching every game looking to beat any team. If 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 you don't go into a game of football with the mentality that we are going to win, there's no yeah, point bothering. No point yeah. bothering to turn up.
2: Yeah,
0: and then after all the uh, Europa League title, we yeah. then got Newcastle uh, in the Premier League who were beaten. Quite comfortably was it three 0 by Brighton today. Yeah. Um. But Newcastle are another one of those awkward teams, and it's like if you can start well and get in front, most of the time they'll roll over. But again, the longer those type of games go on at nil nil,
2: the scrappier and and the, the the more of a chance of there then being th- an upset. I think the interesting thing this weekend. There's been a lot of a lot of teams have lost their first home games. And and probably with us losing to Everton, you could look at Man United losing to Palace, Newcastle's certainly losing to Brighton. I didn't didn't see mm. that one. That could be when the players go out and you've got the empty ground, and that could have could affect players. Mm. Um, and I think that's probably hard for players. I mean, I, I wouldn't have seen us losing at home to Everton with a full no. f- full full stadium. I just wouldn't have seen it because everyone's up first game of the season. Even if your team is playing bad, you're going to get behind them. So, I mean, that'd be quite interesting to see how that pans out during the course of the season, because they were saying that more teams are winning away. And I think for the top teams, certain away games become easier. I think someone said recently about Leeds, it's going to be a massive disadvantage not having Ellen Road. All of the newly promoted sides. Sheffield United, that was quite a hotbed ground to go to last season. So I think... From that point of view, um, it'd be interesting to see what happens come the end of the season, if there is more away victories over the course yeah, of the season. Well, I think
0: the statistics have shown that, haven't they, since yeah. across all of Europe, the games yeah. behind closed doors, because you do lose that. It's not, it's not a huge advantage, but it is an advantage being at home because of having their supports behind you. So what do we think this week then? So we've got three games, League Cup, Europa League, Premier League. How do you think we're going to fare? Well, three
1: wins, nothing nothing short of three wins. Nothing more, nothing less. I think the Europa League game will be the most awkward one, but we should have enough in all three games. Look at the Newcastle game. They're, in my opinion, at a similar level to Southampton. We play the way we can play. We attack with the quality that we've got. We win the game. But it, it 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 to me is not is not that complicated. This next mm. week, I think it's very simple. You go with the right levels of concentration and the right mentality, and we win three games easy. Yeah. You get bowing and
0: around the team.
2: Um. I don't know if he's. They're saying
0: it's going to be a month until he's fit, but that doesn't mean that. But
2: but he could play. He can play thirty minutes against Dorian yeah. on Tuesday oh. if he's eligible. I'm not too sure if he is or not, but um. I don't know if he'd be able to play. I don't know if he can play in the Europa League or not. I'd be surprised because you probably would have already had to have registered <laughs> I would have players. thought, I, thought so I think so it's probably
0: the... the same for Orion. Yeah. yeah, we probably would have already had to have registered the players. I know
2: that he, he couldn't play at the weekend, so you've got to be registered by midday, haven't you, on uh, on the Friday? Newcastle again, certainly had him on the bench. You know, did lift, yeah. lift a team, you know. He's only going to get fit by playing games. That's it. And And you can do all the training and that, but you, you don't get your match sharpness unless you're out there and. With the fixtures we've got, we need to be substituting people and juggling people around and you know, again with Kane if, if, if Europa League, if it's all going well we've, you're now gone, you know, you're three 0 up, then you have Kane off straight away, you know. Uh, so let's hope that it can be a light week for Kane, you know. Hopefully he won't kick a ball against Orient, hopefully not play too long against the Macedonian team, whoever they are, we're playing on Thursday. And then on Saturday, you can be up and yeah. running again.
0: I, I if I'm honest, I don't think that we need to be sending too many of our senior players down for that game against Orient, just because. Imagine, imagine Kane doing his hamstring in a League Cup tie, at, you know, against Leighton Orient. You'd be like, why is he? Yeah. Was it, and we we have enough players, in my opinion, that can go there and get that job done fairly comfortably. Oh, you don't I, absolutely. Need to, I wouldn't even have him involved Tuesday night. I'd say to him, don't bother. You can play Lucas Moore up top um, and you've got Sun. You know, Sun can be on the bench. For me, that is, is, you've got Lamella, Bergwijn. There is so much quality in that attack that, for me, risking Kane... Because we know that Kane's injury... You know, Kane actually hasn't played that many games since he's come back from injury. If you think about how long he was out for and the severity of the injury... You've got to think about that we didn't as play well. For six months. Did it, this didn't is it? it. It's a
2: long time out, long and the, time the, out. the the
0: amount of games that we do have coming up as well that you know we will need him for. It just, I just think it would be absolutely madness for us to be running him into the ground at this point in the season when when we really, really don't need to. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. I, look, if we win all three games this week, as I expect us to. Then all of a sudden we've won five on the bounce in all competitions
2: and there's a bit of a feel-good factor again. Yeah, it's good. Joe Hart will play on Tuesday, I would have thought. thought, Yeah, yeah. or Gazzaniga maybe. Well, Hart's been um, on the bench, hasn't he, all the games Mm -hmm. so far? So I would have assumed that he would definitely play on Tuesday. I'd be staggered if he doesn't. Again, Lorisa probably will give, be given the night off. I would have thought. I think Hugo you know. will
0: probably play on Thursday in the Europa. League. Oh yeah, League. he'll
2: definitely play. It, it'll be a full-strength team on Thursday. Yeah. There won't be any messing around on Thursday.
0: Yeah, but I think it'd be important for us. Like I said, we would get those three wins. We would keep scoring goals. Like, it would be great if you know we score four or five again in the next couple, like or in and in the Europa League, to just get that, get that mindset going, the that confidence. That, that. Yeah, going exactly.
2: That score goals and that you know. Yeah, you have to grind out games 1 0 during the course of the season, but um, we all want to see lots of goals. And uh, we want to put a myth. You know, this thing about there's also no Mourinho plays boring football and things like that. I don't think it's as bad as everyone makes out, personally. Mm, I think it's only.
0: Um... I think all football's boring when you're not getting results. Yeah. And you can have seventy-five percent possession, but if you yeah. lose one nil, yeah. which we've seen yeah. at Spurs before, it's a case of oh we had all the ball, we didn't know what to do with it. Yeah. So I think really I do think a lot of the time the result is massively dependent on whether or not the football's yeah. any good or not. Um but we'll see. But like I'm confident for this week. The the prospect of, you know, hopefully not too far away of having that front three of Kane, Son, and Bale is just mouth watering especially you now you can get Delhi firing as well and you could have him feeding passes for them. That would just be sensational. So we'll see. There's still time left in the transfer window and I think two weeks ago, none of us would have expected that Gareth Battle would be a Spurs player again. So again, who knows what may or may not happen. It's
2: nice that we've done business early as well for a change, not left it to the last, yeah. you know, last minute like we normally do. And I think you know, if you've got Mourinho as manager, you're paying him all the money, you've got to back him. No, got and, back and, I think, many, no? and I think, in fairness to Levy, he, he's backed him. I don't think there's any excuses now. Mm. You know, I don't think there is. I think our our squad's as good as many out there. Yeah. You know, and I think just with adding the two that we have this week is just really raised it yeah. up. Yeah,
0: fantastic. Well, look, let's see what happens this week. Hopefully, we get three victories. But remember, whatever happens, future's bright.
3: Future's lily white.
0: Come on, you Spurs.
3: I always thought there was very, very many people interested in football, and I always thought that football was a very important game, but I never realized, until today, just how important it is. Whether the Wonder Boys of White Hart Lane are or are not the team of the century can't possibly be more than a matter of opinion.
1: Well, they're the finest team in Great
3: Britain, and one of the best in the world. We are about the glory of the game. We are about playing with style. We are Tottenham Hotspur. The curve of the ball. The billow of the net. The beating of the trap. And the picking of the lock. The swiftness of thought. The lightness of touch. We are Ginola, Greaves, Klinsmann. We are the collective gasp. The intake of breath, the flick, the trick, the 30-yard free kick. We are Hoddle, Mabbott, and King. We are the lob, the chip, the dummy, and the volley. We are the hat trick, the scissor kick. We are Bill Nick. That is schoolboy's own stuff. We are the outside of the boot, the inside of the net, and those seconds that last. Forever.
2: Van der Vaart to level it up.
0: Rafael van der Vaart, two-two. It's quite a game, isn't it? Always.
3: We are Jennings, Defoe, and Perryman. Glory past, glory future. What was? What is? What's next? We are Blanche Flower, Ardilis, and Bale. We are about winning with a flourish. We are about winning with style. We are about the glory of the game. Daring to try, daring to risk, daring to dream. To dare is to do.